Welcome back, everybody, to the Star Wars podcast. Today we are recapping episode four of Loki, and we're going to be talking about spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, uh, I would go do that. I'm um, right at the top of the show. I'm trying to get in the habit of just hey, uh, remind you guys if you want to, if you like what we're doing here, hit subscribe. Uh, we'll be here every week and sometimes twice a week. Uh, and I'm here with my animatronic uh, figure figurehead, uh, Tommy Pizzullo. How's it going, Tommy? Loki and Sylvie sitting in a tree. K I S S I N G. I'm good. <laughs> oh man, Tommy. Um, I I think I shot myself, or maybe maybe I like maybe I manifested uh, a good next couple episodes because I was really down. Like I love, I really did love the first episode, but the second episode, I just I was not there for it. You were not happy, yeah. I wasn't happy, but three did it for me. And look, uh, I'm just gonna say it. I think this is the best episode of MCU television thus far. Uh, what say you? It was a lot, and I still have a lot of questions. But, man, it was good TV. Like, it just hit so many points and the pacing was so well done um, that I just loved the journey. I love that, like, I love that we're not sitting on things, right? Our other show we're covering, Bad Batch, we have the Wrecker scratching his brain for, like, six episodes before anything happens. In this show, it's like we get a reference to like Morbius maybe question things in the next episode. It's like, he's got it, you know, like that's all we need is just uh, some fast paced action. Yeah. And look, it's just, there, there's just so much like we've talked, we, we texted about it. We talked here. We're like, what are our highlights going to be? This is like the first time I think that, and I'll speak for myself that I really struggled coming up with because so much happened and there's just so much to talk about. There's so much to theorize about. And like not only like I feel like we had two types of episodes here, right? We had like a traditional uh, Marvel formatted TV show, right? We we kind of uh, it's just uh, you know, there's like an interrogate there's like an interrogation scene, and we're learning a little bit more about the characters, and there's a there's a small issue, and they overcome that issue. But then we get to the end here, and everything goes absolutely crazy. And the second half of the episode is like, or, or not even the second half, like the last quarter of the episode is just like they're throwing so much at you. So it, it I, I also I don't want to overshadow like, and I don't want to call it smaller stuff even because I thought there's a lot of funny moments. I thought there's a lot of really important moments. Um, but at the same time, like I'm still reeling from the end of that episode. Like I, I am, I am still like my jaw is still on the floor. I was saying to my roommate. The fact that the the big cameo we got is kind of like on the the lower side of the top five of the episode for me says something. Like when when she showed up, I was like incredible. But by the end of the episode, there was so much other stuff that happened. So many things that was like there's just too much good content in this episode. Yeah, and we'll talk about that uh, cameo a little later. But I originally didn't even put that cameo on the seven highlights, and that like if that happened last week, we'd spend like thirty minutes talking about it. So, uh, look, we got a lot to dive into this time. I'm super excited about it. Um, uh, one more, one more thing I want to add here: um, the score. This is like this is the best score. I, I don't want to say it's better than the Mandalorian. I, I would say it's second to any Disney Plus. TV show thus far behind the Mandalorian. 
I mean, it is, I, I don't know. I don't know if you really, cause look, I, I'm not a music guy, right? Like for me, the music has to be like exceptionally good for me to notice it. The music yeah. can be bad and I can just tune it out and it's not a problem or, or it could be fine. And I'm just focusing on the scenes around it. Right. But when it's good, it hits and I notice it. And, and usually the, that's my sign It's like, if I'm noticing it, it's, it's, it's really good. And one of my favorite things that I kind of picked up and, and I don't know that this might be like a musical cue from like a, a, a Loki scene in the past. I, I don't know. I don't know where this came from, but there is a beautiful orchestral synthesized type deal. Whenever the two Lokis are talking, it sounds like it's almost like a UFO like coming in, but it's so beautiful. The Lokis have their own theme song now and I'm all for it. And it is like, it gives almost that like sci-fi vibe that doctor who vibe to it. And I think the music is, is pushing that in that direction. The whole thing is so interesting because it is so like quirky and kind of whimsical in a way. And yet like, this is kind of serious stuff. Like a lot of this is going to be really messed up and like mess with a lot of characters. If, if uh, what might happen happens. I'm like so concerned about the MC. Like what is the, and, and that's something that I never got from WandaVision or Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm like, what is this like franchise going to look like by the end of this? And I have no idea. And I think that's, what's so fascinating because look, this isn't one TV show, right? This is, this is an amalgamation of all of these great things that we've been watching over 10 years. And it's like, it, like it's very important. So when you do kind of have like these side stories, you know, those are fun and all, but we're here looking at the fran. I'll speak for myself again. I'm really bad about that. I'm looking at the franchise as a whole and I'm like, I, I'm always looking at the bigger picture and this is giving me that. So I'm all for it. Yep. Totally agree. All right, we will uh, let, let's let's dive into the highlights here. Um, and highlight number one, this is uh, this is a fun one, the origins of Sylvie. Right, uh, this was something I was very excited to see at the start of the episode. Um, number one, I got to talk about Kaylee Fleming, who look if you do not watch The Walking Dead, that's fine. You know, you don't have to watch it, but she is the best part of the modern seasons of The Walking Dead. She is like a bright spot in everything. She also plays young Ray. So she's she's tackled like three of my favorite things, The Walking Dead, Star Wars, and Marvel. So uh, Kaylee Flemings is awesome. I, I'm just going to say it. Um, I think she's the best child actor or actress out there. I think she's incredibly charming, and she's very good at what she does. So I was cool, and I hope we see more. It also wasn't enough at the same time. Do you want just a young, a young Loki series after this? I, I honestly let's do it. I mean, uh, what, what, what do we have to lose? That's true. But yeah, this was exciting. I mean, in the way it officially confirms that Sylvie is Lady Loki, uh, at least to some degree, right? She is officially Loki variant. She's not just Enchantress in disguise. Um, I still feel like there's the show is really making us love the Lokis, and it's like from my 10 years of watching Marvel stuff, I've never been taught to trust the Lokis. Like this was never the lesson. Why are we now just believing the Kool-Aid of the Lokis? So it makes me nervous, but I love this scene and it's really setting up Ravona, uh, the, the judge is what I've been calling her, but it's really setting her up to be kind of evil. Like why was she stolen as a child? Like I have a theory and I don't know if you want me to get into it here. Just let's do it. We're going all just out. Right. This is like this is like a Loki episode four. We're just throwing everything at the wall and uh, let's hear it. 
when she asked what the Nexus event is, I think the Nexus event for Lady Loki was literally her being born. Like it wasn't a, like we don't see any other female Lokis. And so what if that's the event? Like she was just uh, she was a, a girl and that's what they're like. Oh, no, that's not part of the timeline, which is like messed up. And it's like going to have whole other issues. But I could see that being the case. Yeah. And we did talk about in the past, like, like, how does it make sense that because, again, they're all variants of Loki, which means they all kind of have at least like the same starting point and they might diverge from there. Um, and that was kind of my question with uh, with Sylvie was like, how, how did we get from Loki to Sylvie? How, like, how is this a how is this the same person? How is it a variant of Loki? And I think that answers the question. I think I think the variant began at the conception. So. Yeah, and I think that's the thing too. Is like, yes, she's a Loki by name, but like, she wasn't raised to be a Loki. Like, she was basically she is Sylvie. She is her own person because she had a, a whole different experience that no one has experienced. Where she just literally was a time traveler. That's how what her childhood was. I, I want to ask you this here because I think it kind of fits in, and I'm kind of curious as like somebody who's probably more zoned into the comics. There are there are things in here, and and you know I, I I'm not familiar with all the Loki stuff in the comics, but I, I've kind of learned from just like listening to podcasts and watching videos, and um, I kind of figured like how things are supposed to go according to the comics, and it's interesting because I feel like there are a lot of divergent paths in the series, right? And I think uh, Lady Loki would be one, or at least the fact that she's uh, she's kind of got the ant. Uh, the enchantress upside to her right um and also that uh that reveal at the end with the timekeepers that seems like a pretty big change as well so i'm kind of curious are you liking kind of how they're twisting things up yeah i mean at this point i read the comics for two separate things but i think at this point marvel has shown that like you can read the comics you can come to conclusions but we're doing our own thing it may not always line up but you got to be okay with that and i think that's kind of where i've gotten to it's like I'm just taking it for the journey that they're presenting it in and not trying to get too um, stuck in the mud of like, well, actually this character is supposed to be like this. And, you know, I don't want to do that. So uh, for the most part though, it's fun to see the small things and pulling and, and giving us a taste of, it's like they're doing it in order to give us something, right? Like they wanted to give us the Lady Loki stuff, but still maybe hint towards an Enchantress. I don't know. Maybe that's still going to be the case. Maybe she is the new Enchantress when we come out of this. Uh, and I, I just am excited to see where they take it. Yeah, so uh, back to Ravana here. The, and this was interesting because it, it it felt very much uh, – it, it, it was almost like a deja vu moment for me because – there was, you know, we had kind of like hinted at the fact that um, the Agnes was evil and and WandaVision, but I, I wasn't fully on board. But it wasn't until the episode that it was revealed, like at the beginning, that I really started picking up on stuff, and I was like, okay, this is not good. This is not going well. And then by the end, we we do get that reveal. I had this again. Some of the first conversations, especially when she's talking about uh, Hunter that 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 disappeared, I was, you know, obviously. It's like uh, the city of some pretty crazy red flags there. So, um, yeah, I was I even wrote my notes. I was like, this is it. She's evil. She's evil. And it's like and now it's like the, half those notes are invalid. Yeah, clearly she's evil. <laughs> you were like, guys, I'm finally on the case at, on the episode. They're ready to reveal her as evil. <laughs> that happened to WandaVision, too. Though. I was just uh, I'm always yeah. a step behind. I will say, like, 
I still wonder how much she knows. Like clearly she knows that they're variants, but she was still like in on there was that one scene where she goes into the timekeeper's thing and she's talking to him. There's no one else there. That if she knows they were robots, that isn't for anyone. You know what I mean? Like it was that was just for her. So the, she obviously is still kept in the dark on some things, you know? Yeah, I don't think she's getting the full story here. Um, I will say the the other thing uh, that I wrote in my notes that was kind of invalid by the end, I was really mad that I was wrong about my theory of the timekeepers being fake. And when I saw them at the beginning, I was like, oh, no, here they are. But I will say that was such a cool visual when she walks in and the smoke and the glowing eyes. I mean, I was like, I, I was like, I was upset that I was wrong, but I was also like, dude, this is kind of cool. These guys are cool. I was excited. I'm like, we're finally going there. Like, they can. Marvel, listen, Marvel, this is your boy Tommy. I'm talking to you again uh, as your friend. You you can you can go there. You guys have done it. You've done it with Guardians. You, you have shown that you can do that sort of weird Marvel stuff that we love in the comics. I'm kind of sick of the half halfsies on it. They like go full in. If you're gonna do this, do this. Don't have it be a fake robot. That's kind of how I felt. Like it was cool, but I also was like, don't trick us. Like don't like give us like, oh, we got it for you guys. Here's these cool uh, like sci-fi type thing, and then take it away from us. Makes me sad. Let's put a pin in that one, okay, Tommy? Because I have, I, I like to think that there's a greater purpose here. Uh, so let's move on to highlight number two. And actually, uh, this is highlight number two is Sif and Time Loop, right? Um, and Tommy, I'm embarrassed to say, I, I didn't even do much research because, I, again, I try not to come on and like just regurgitate what other people say. I don't remember Sif from anything. Uh, so this is your opportunity to fill me in and fill the audience in as well. What's going on here? See, and it's funny for me because I feel like I definitely focus on her a lot because she was from a TV show I loved as a kid uh, called Kyle XY. It was on ABC Family. Maybe that's my recommendation for the week. You had no belly button. Yeah. That was a big thing. <laughs> yep, that was a big twist. You got it. Uh, and she was on that. So, yeah, she was in the first Thor and like – they were building her up to be more of a thing. And they kind of, I mean, they forgot about it, right? Even in, she's not in Ragnarok, which I guess was on purpose because they want to be able to bring her. And again, there is rumors that she's going to be in um, Thor Love and Thunder. Um, but again, I think that's just rumors right now. Uh, that being said, yeah, she's in it. She's supposed to be like Thor's love interest. Like she's essentially his, I think she becomes his wife. Like, I think that's the end game. Uh, for Thor in the comics. Yeah, I, I've, I've, uh, and maybe this is my issue coming into this Loki series, but I, I have wiped a lot of Thor and Thor the Dark World out of my mind. Do we need to do a rewatch? Maybe so. Maybe that's our upcoming bonus episode. <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, again, this is like, this is like a mid tier, like Marvel set piece. It was kind of funny, you know, she was coming in, she, She'd give him the old uh, knee to the nuts. And uh, yeah, I mean, like in a normal episode, I, I would have been like, oh, that was a really funny scene. But I guess even maybe in comparison, uh, it kind of pales. And, you know, like I she's the only actress, I feel like not the only I don't, but she's the only one of the Marvel movie people that is really given her time to the TV shows. She's 
I think really the only one they went on Agents of Shield because uh, Sif did make appearances on Agents of Shield, and uh, I feel like she always get, does that. Like she like will like be like, yeah, I'll come in for a cameo. I don't mind. <laughs> so I appreciate that. Is there anybody actually disputing whether or not Agents of Shield is canon? I think it's just all it, it's confirmed. It's not like I think it's, it never happened. Is what kind of. But it's so like connect. Like I didn't watch it. Okay, so I, I'm picking out things throughout these TV shows. It seems like every series thus far has had some sort of nod to Agents of Shield. But they specifically like talked about Coulson being dead. You know, like if Agents of Shield happened, it would have been so easy for the TVA to be like, yeah, and then Coulson came back just so you know. So like even that you didn't do right. Like they could have really like dug that knife into Loki and be like, yeah, the one death you had wasn't even a real death because he came back. So boo on you, Loki. Now, what if they remake Agents of Shield on Disney Plus? Are you down for that? I would like it, but like that's what really screwed Agents of Shield was Shield dismantling almost a year into them making the show. Once the Hydra and everything, it's like, well, you're now like a you're an agency with like no power. You're like going around, but like you have no government power now. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else on Sif in the time loop? Yeah, I mean, I think this is where I, we want to talk into. Um, they saved Loki's. They found them because of the the Nexus, which was huge. Yes, yes. and that uh, again, uh, I, I love Lamentus One, uh, really cool planet. Uh, so that that scene was really cool. Again, and then you have that music on there. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can like rip that off somewhere and, and put it in the show because again, I'm obsessed with it. I will be listening to it, and I, it's rare for me to like pull up like a score and listen to it, but I will be listening to that. And we are a Star Wars podcast too. Didn't this give you like Rogue One vibes? Like when they're like, there is multiple scenes. This is one other that gave me Star Wars vibes, and this I was like them, yeah, and them sitting on the beach just like while the waves of the the impact come towards them. I was like, this is Star Wars. They just ripped this from Rogue One. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was, you know, uh, hey, it's like poetry, it rhymes. Um, no, but I, I said I said last week that I thought that they would find a way to recharge their little tip pad and get out of there. But uh, yeah, no, they just came and saved them. Um, but so, Tommy, I, I want to get your input. Like, what is this connection, right? Um, is, it, is, it, is it, do we have a, a love connection here? There's got to be a catch, right, guys? Like, we made jokes, but like, are they really? I mean, I guess it's not incest, right? Like, I guess this needs to be on like a questionnaire. Like, uh, is it is it wrong if it's is it incest if it's yourself? I I think that's called masturbation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess like it's we're supposed to be fine with it, but it's hard for me when they're like almost kissing to be like, is am I supposed to be okay with this? Like, am I supposed to root for Loki and Sylvie? So, and here I am, here, here, little old Michael, not doing his research again, but there was somebody, there was the, the showrunner of the show. I don't know, I don't even know their name. Look, I was so on top of WandaVision, but I have no idea who makes this show. With that being said, there is an interview where somebody that has a lot of power in this show said that there was not going to be a love connection between these two, which is interesting. And again, uh, I notoriously, especially after WandaVision, hate all Marvel interviews. I just don't trust. I mean, again, obviously, like, uh, do we trust anything they say? So. Oh, but you trust Loki. 
I mean, I mean, where has Loki done us wrong in the series? No. What if I still the enchanting thing? What if this is all Sylvie playing a trick on him? I would be so annoyed. I would be so upset. I would probably. I, I would. I would. I couldn't podcast about it anymore. If that's the case, I don't know what I would do. No, oh, no, I'm really gonna have to bring Chad in, aren't I? <laughs> you have to bring the next your your next uh, anchor in. No, let's not do that. I don't like that. But it would wouldn't it annoy you? Like it, it would feel again like like um, these things don't have consequences. That's my issue with Marvel all the time. It is the level and the seriousness of these consequences. I mean, even in this episode, there was a part of me, and we're kind of spoiling the end, but again, you probably watched it if you're listening to this. Uh, when they show the post credit scene and we see that Loki's still alive, I think you could have waited till the next episode to reveal that. I think that could have been the start of the next episode. Give us a week to think that death is real. The fact that, once again, it's like, well, they, they're not really dead. Nothing has consequences. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, we'll we'll talk deeper into this as well. Um, I, I think it's, I mean, obviously I, there's a purpose to it, right? And and we see that in the post credit scene and we're diving into, uh, like I, he had to get to this place somehow. And, and the other thing is, I don't think Disney is ever going to do a cliffhanger like that. Like, and I think the whole reason, like this might've been, I, I, they might not have even planned to do this post. Cause I believe, I can't remember, look at me. But I believe uh, WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, there was two post-credit scenes, and it was in the final two episodes. Um, with that being said, if they're following that same format, this episode should not have a post-credit scene. So it, what it makes me think is maybe they killed Loki. They later decided that's too harsh. People are going to stop watching. So let's show, let's add in this post-credit scene. It's, it's like a scene from episode five. And the, the, this is how we reassure everybody. That's kind of how what I got from it. Because there was a part of me that's like, I honestly would like this if this is goodbye to Tom Hiddleston and it now becomes about Sylvie. I would have enjoyed that immensely if it was like, this is Sylvie's show all along. This is the focus. It it is, the title still works. You can't say, oh, it's not Loki. Get on yeah, you do. You have Loki. Yep. Exactly. So I think we should go back, erase that post credit scene. Yes. Let him be dead. Uh, all right, so let's move on to uh, let's let's move on to highlight number three. It's uh, Evil Ravana, right? Because we we kind of touched on this a little bit as well. Um, I guess as, uh, a lot is to be revealed about Ravana. Which, like, again, we talk about like what does she, how much does she really know here, right? Um, because originally my theory was she's kind of in everything with. Uh, a possible bigger figurehead, right? Um, but it doesn't seem like that's the case. But she's also like, it's almost cult, again, it's kind of like cult-like. Like she's kind of like, she might not be like whoever, whoever is like doing all of this isn't necessarily treating her the right way. Like uh, why do you have to use like these, uh, these, these, these fake, these fake robots to like trick her, you know? So. Well, that's my thing was the fake robots, but I will say like, I do like this character. Like I like the scene with, uh, with Owen Wilson and uh, should we start doing that? Like when we finish a, a show of recap, should we have like celebratory drinks? Cause like that looked pretty fun. They were just sitting around having some nice drinks uh, talking about the good old days together. Yeah. I mean, 
uh, I think a, a good sign off for, I mean, we have a, we have a pretty, I mean, again, I, I kind of called you out on last week. We have a pretty good sign off, right? I think I like your goodbye. Um, but do we spice it up with drinks? I don't know. I don't know. That's the question. Well, dude, are you saying drinks after every episode? I was thinking like, oh, it's like we finished the Bad Batch season. Here's a celebratory, <laughs> like we did it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we, uh, we, I mean, we could probably, we need to throw finale parties is what we need to do. Yeah, Live that's shows. what I'm thinking. Yeah. And then we, and then we have like one, uh, like momentum that we put up on the wall. Uh, like maybe one clip, like our favorite clip from our podcasting career of this, uh, this season. Then we put it in like a bed. What would be like the clip? Like what, what's the one thing? That we take away from this. I guess we don't know yet. We got a lot. We still we got two know. episodes. Yeah. I would say WandaVision. It's probably the clip of us talking about our podcasting home and my yeah. letter to you. That was like, I love you forever. I'm still waiting on that. Letter. <laughs> oh, it's coming. I maybe you know maybe uh, Sydney intercepted it and is like, you got divorce me and then take the home. <laughs> yeah. the podcast home. She's like, oh, I have the deed right here. I own the podcast yeah. home. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Do you have anything else on Nirvana? Uh, no. Like I said, I liked what they were hinting towards. I liked what was their their message to each other uh, for always or something. Uh, what was it? It was something like that. It was like I don't remember. But then <laughs> it's like I will say their relationship felt less special when later Hunter says the same thing. I'm like, man, does she have, does she try to form this like close relationship with all of the TVA workers? Yeah. She doesn't seem nice at all. And and like, not even like, she just seems very manipulative. Yes. I still wonder if she's being puppeted. There has, I, I have hope for her, but it definitely seems like she knows what's going on. Again, she just seems naive. Like, like I feel like she might just be kind of like uh, she's just like along for the ride. And, and again, that maybe this is like uh, the hay the Hayward stuff. And I know this is dangerous territory, but you know maybe her intentions are really good, and she thinks that whoever's talking to her is like the Almighty, and she's doing everything she can, you know. But um, yeah, I, I don't think that she's irredeemable thus far. Well, she did some things at the end, but what if she is like? was actually created by the timekeepers. You know, whatever you think timekeepers are, maybe she's like their their daughter. And so it's like Papa timekeeper and Mama timekeeper. She can't go against them. Those are her parents. So uh, even though her friends are these variants, she she believes that they're, you know. Papa timekeeper. (laughs) Yeah. Didn't you see Papa timekeeper on the screen? He was like, Speaking some language. Yeah, yeah. It's great. <laughs> all right, let's go to uh, highlight number four, which is it's all about Hunter and Mobius learning the truth, which uh, this I really, I really like this. You know, I think, I think uh, because Loki did try to warn Mobius and he doesn't buy into it. But what I like about Mobius is like, I feel like he's so good at his job that he will never like, truly ignore loki right he's always going to like look into this stuff a little bit more and that's what we get with him stealing the tim pad and 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 like kind of diving into the stuff a little deeper so uh yeah what would you what do you think about all this yeah i mean i think this was like peak owen wilson like he was doing great in the scene i love again how fast everything was happening like we had 
um, Mobius like figuring stuff out and he like grabbed that thing. And um, I think going back to Loki and like, like feeling like they have it. And then, you know, even that gets pulled out and they figure they figured it out. I will say like, he wasn't very stealthy about it. Like it was only, I like, I could tell that she was going to figure out that he had her uh, time watch, I guess is what we're calling him. Right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, somebody like, I don't think this works, right? I, I, I think this was a doomed plan from the beginning. Like, if somebody came in and, like, switched my phone for their phone, it would take me, like, all I would have to, either 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 they have the same case as me, and I look at it, and I think, okay, that's fine, or I just tap the home button and see the, like, you know, I don't know how these things work. Like, I don't know the logistics of the temp pad, but uh, I, I don't think it was, I don't think it was going to go over well. Yeah, I don't think you can steal someone's device. You got to do like Pepper Potts and Iron Man where you just have like a flash drive. You plug it in. You get the information. Then you're not taking any of their stuff. You don't have to worry about returning it later. Question. Are the Tim Pads Game Boys? I, what if they were like any video game system that you want through time? Like they can you know, play any game on them. I'm I'm kind of a snob, a snob for like the image quality of my games, right? Like I, I like if there's anything like I, I need a good resolution, and that Timpad does not have that at all. It does not look good. So you think they need a better budget for they their? Do. They need new screens. Update those screens for heaven's sakes. Like he was able to like I, I didn't like he had like there was some pretty high tech uh, some high tech uh, amenities to that device, but it looked like crap. It, does, lo- it, it looked like the first Game Boy. Does Miss Minute need like a revamp too? Is she too outdated now? Well, that's the other thing. Miss Minute looks fabulous. There's there's nothing wrong. With, like you have a walking hologram, but you can't figure out a, a smartphone. What's up with that? I feel like we need to put you in charge of their uh, their video software. You're the new director, director of video software. I don't know anything, but I could just tell them that this is not as good as what we have in like normal time. Like you're the TBA. <laughs> You can't tell them how to do it. You'll just be like, yeah, that's, you could do better. This <laughs> is not good. Step it up. You're hired, sir. You're the director. <laughs> I feel like that's basically what directors do, right? Like, they don't really do yeah. the work. They just tell other people to, to do it. Yeah. So another scene, we, all, we obviously have, uh, we have Hunter here as well, who, who uh, Sylvie kind of alludes to what's going on, and she enchants her. And she sees, uh, she sees her life. I, I guess she says she looks happy. So, and I'll say this: the actress that plays Hunter, her facial expressions in this scene, like there's rain coming down, and like they're not talking, but it was everything. Like it was such a good scene, uh, performance-wise. I felt. And let me tell this: this might be where like one of my few complaints of the episode. Um, like, I don't know that we have enough development with Hunter to truly... Like, I really like Hunter, and that's because the performance. I don't think the writing and the screen time, as far as Hunter goes, really, like... I, I don't think they did enough for us to feel fully emotionally invested in it. With that being said, I think Hunter makes up for it, and she's an incredible performer, and uh, I bought it, and I was all in. And I don't think we need to be, but I, I do think we got there because of the actress like it was like exactly they didn't give her enough uh material but what she did with the material she has was fantastic uh but yeah i i did she get booped by the end booped as in you know pruned i guess 
Because like, what happened to her? I, I don't think she she wasn't uh, she wasn't evaporated or whatever. But... I think she was because she was in that room, and when the Lokis were having their scene, no one else was standing. So you would have to imagine that she got she got pruned. Well, other people were just getting bopped. Like there was either pruned or bops, right? Yeah, but the, yeah, but those people were the bad guys. She was on the good side. All the good side people were getting pruned. They we were... need to go back and check this out. That's uh, so I do. Um, I need to. I need to bring up a question. We have a question from the audience. We haven't done this since like WandaVision. Uh, well, I, like... I have a question for the audience. Would you rather get pruned or bonked? <laughs> 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 so, that's what we all want to know at the end of the day um all right so this is from robbie freeman is the disappear stick too powerful of a weapon why was anybody using the sharp end when all you have to do is lightly touch someone near to disappear with the disappear end? well what, what's is it i mean what, what's going on here I 100% was thinking the same thing. I'm like, they're not utilizing <laughs> these these sticks properly. Like, they were, like, using the, the middle of it to, like, protect them. I'm like, yeah, sure, they have knives, but you could hit them. Even if they stab you, you could hit them with the with the stick. They would evaporate. You can go get medical help. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't I – don't, well, first of all, I don't think we fully know what the disappearing stick does, right? Because, obviously, the – the I, my original theory was they are wiped from exist, existence or and time altogether, right? Um, but it seems like it might transport you to another dimension or timeline or something. So the question is, how powerful is it before, or, or what does it do before we can determine how powerful it is? Yeah. Well, and that's my question too, and I don't know how deep you want to get into this. Is like, do they get teleported to? Does all the, every variant? get teleported to one place or does each variety of variant like what is their organized what is the timekeepers organization of like are they split up by like all the loki variants get sent to this place uh or is it more like everyone and there just happens to be a lot of loki variant like it would be funny to me if it's like it's a place where all the variants can show up but they just happen to be all loki's because loki is always the variant in this world I think there has to be something greater going on here. Like I, I feel like there, it, it might be one central pot for all variants, right? Um, because it seems like the Loki variants might have ganged together a little bit in a, against another force, possibly. So we'll see. And that's my thing: is like, are the timekeepers that dumb? Or I guess timekeepers is just a whoever's in charge of the TBA. Um, because like. Why would you put a bunch of variants together? Of course, they're going to uprise at some point and break out. Like, they're not going to be cool with living in your pocket dimension. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, well, I, this this is kind of a natural uh, transition to uh, to highlight number five, which is Loki and Morbius dead. Mobius. That's they're dead. Yes. So, and we don't get, obviously, we don't get confirmation on whether, I, I don't think Mobius is dead. I think in the moment I did. Um, and th this is going to be interesting to see again. Like, uh, are we going to turn the corner in this pot? In this, uh, po I'll call it a pocket dimension. Are they going to turn the corner and there's Mobius too, or not? Or will they have to hop through different? I, I have no idea. They're, I mean, uh... I think they're going to have to hop through different ones. Um, that's interesting to me, right? The other thing that's interesting to me is, I will say this. It was super tragic at the time. Like both both of their quote unquote prunings 
were like pretty sad. <laughs> like Mobius is with uh, with the judge, and then she had to have a moment of breakdown, which I feel like it was not a very long moment. Like this is your friend, maybe platonically, maybe more, and you just kind of were like, oh, cool, he's gone. Well, again, I have to imagine she's like operating under like a greater purpose, and I think that she saw that Mobius was slowly becoming a problem or like a roadblock in that. And if, if she really does feel that passionately about this, like, I mean, maybe this makes me sound psychotic, but look, you got to do what you got to do. Someone better get him a jet ski. And that's that's the thing. Like, I, I don't know with that. I don't know if the jet ski, like, I, I, I've been preparing for the emotional payoff of this jet ski. I didn't know if, like, he was going to get free and he's going to go back to the normal timeline. He's going to ride off on a jet ski. Or it's like, it's just sad because he never got a jet ski. That, he's that's getting the question. It. He's, yeah, he's getting gotta it. Get it. He's, he's got to get it. If that not, we'll get him. We will send Owen Wilson to jet ski. <laughs> You've heard it here first. This podcast will fund Owen Wilson getting a jet ski. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the other thing is like when both of these, these uh, erasings happened, I, I didn't doubt either death, really. Uh, when Mobius happened, I was like, I I, be- I believe that, that like that was the that could very well be the end of them. And then when Loki happened, it was way more shocking, obviously. But I was like, this could totally be the thing, right? Like this. Yeah. I mean, they they could t- like. I mean, that could be the end. Do you think that? I think this is kind of transitioning a little bit, but I think that Loki is in love with Sylvie. I don't think Sylvie's in love with Loki. Like in that scene where like they're having their heart heart. Did you think that Loki was gonna profess his love for her? That's like what they were implying, right? And I feel like he genuinely was. And that's what's interesting about their dynamic because I think Sylvia is like way more powerful than him. And I like I, like there's multiple nods to that throughout the entire episode. I thought one really funny moment was when Loki was like offended that he didn't have as many guards watching him. Um, but yeah, I, I think it is possible that like. Loki is like sitting there looking up to Sylvie and Sylvie's not necessarily looking up to Loki. I, I think there's a pretty, a pretty different pedestal there. Well, and there's definitely more with the connection between Ravona and Sylvie, because like, even at the end we see them in an office together. Could Sylvie be like pulling a trick to get in and like, is now working with the TV or always has been like, maybe she's been a trained secret TVA agent since that first going i there's something else there it's just i guess what i want to bring up of like it felt too i don't know but then she made a plan with hunter but we don't know what that plan is because now hunter's gone you know we think we're not sure still it's great great informative podcast we don't know where (laughs) half the characters are We have a highlight called uh, Loki and Mobius dead, and I can't even tell you if they're dead. So uh, <laughs> I guess stay tuned for next week where we figure things out. They're definitely dead. Yeah, they're dead for sure. No way around it. All right, I'm excited. This is it, it's time. We're we're kind of easing ourselves into like this very climactic ending. We've touched on a lot of it, but uh, I'm excited to talk about the fake timekeepers. This is highlight number five. Um, and look, I, I don't want to pat myself on the back too much, but uh, I, I knew this. And here's the thing. I mean, I, don't, I think you knew too, obviously. I don't think, I think we we're both on board that the timekeepers were not real. But in my opinion, I think this is the nail in the coffin uh, 
I think Kane the Conqueror. Sorry, I hit my mic. I think Kane the Conqueror is coming. He's got I knew, to. I knew you were gonna say this. Come on, you cannot deny it. I definitely feel it too. I also, we know he's coming in Ant Man, right? Yes. Do we think this is going to show that he's in charge of this and it leads into that? Like, how do you, I guess, how do you see, I'm not opposed to the idea. I just want to hear how you're going to pitch it to me of like, how does it happen? Uh, look, and I think it's a little bit, it's almost too integral to the plot now. That That's my biggest concern because they, they actively said it. Well, if it's not the timekeepers, who is in charge of everything, right? Like they literally said that. So that tells me that there is something more to be revealed about who's in power here. I don't know who else that could be. Um, I, originally, I thought that it would come up in like the final post credit scene, right? Uh, I, I didn't think that uh, it would be a big part of the story, but I don't, I, I'm not ruling that out now either. I, I think, I don't know that we see him next episode, but the finale, like I think he could be like a actual character that they have to worry about. And I could see it. Like, I mean, I've I've talked about before, like, there is, like, not good history, but there is, like, history between him and, and Ravona. So it's, like, he's connected to characters in this show. It's just if they want to go there. Um, this was the other scene, by the way, that I felt was very Star Wars-like. When yes. The, it was very much, like, uh, when they killed the, the fake Palpatine that became yes. Palpatine, you know, uh, whatever. The throne room fight. Yes, this is like, uh, and that's one of my favorite moments in all of Star Wars. I know there's like a lot of Last Jedi fans that, that don't love that movie, but I really like that fight scene. So I was all aboard this. I, I don't think it was as good as that scene, but uh, I thought I thought like the surprise of like the timekeeper's head like rolling off his body. I thought that was just about as cool as Snoke dying. So. And this is where I think sh- that. Sylvie's going to do something else because she was saying that's her that was her plan, right? So all of her work has led up to this and it didn't work. So now I think she has a new plan and I think it involves the judge. They're going to be up to something. Yes. Yeah, it's uh it's, it's some wild stuff. Uh, so I, I don't I guess you are kind of like I I think you're I think you see the possibilities of King the Conqueror, but I'm curious like if it's not King the Conqueror, like do you are or what is your theory here? Like what what who's the who's pulling the strings? I don't know if I have one. Um, King definitely makes the most sense, and it's the one I've been thinking about. Maybe Melfista. No, <laughs> yes. Um, but maybe it's it's someone that we is not even on our radar yet. I'm definitely like leaning like the Doctor Strange. Like what's going to lead us into Doctor Strange, right? Um, we do we think that. This is just another thought I think of when I think of Doctor Strange. Like, what the other thing we got to figure out by the end of this is like, what's going to lead to the multiverse of madness? Um, and is it the show? And like, for me, like, is the show hinting that like what starts the multiverse is com- combining is like Loki's love, or is it just going to be all the TVA falling apart? And now there's just all these variants that were pruned that are now being thrust into the, the sacred timeline. Is that? the multiverse now i don't know that's the question and i don't I, maybe this is because i agree we're kind of like we're we've we've talked about multiverses here and and that makes sense um I, but i don't necessarily think this has to tie into multiverse of madness at all i i think that might have a bigger plan in that okay wandavision was probably very much tied to to dr strange and Falcon and the Winter Soldier is very much tied to the upcoming Captain America 4 
and, and this could be tied to Ant-Man, you know? Like, I, I think all of these series can independently inform a different movie. So Then what? what is Black Widow going to inform? Uh, everything else, I guess. I, Young Avengers. That's my thought. Young Avengers. I hope, I hope you're right. Actually, I think uh, because Black Widow was supposed to come before the Falcon of the Winter Soldier, and there was that character with the really long name that shows up. So, look, I think that's probably what that was. Well, because I could see like Florence Pugh, except for she's not going to be, if they keep waiting, they keep pushing Black Widow, she's not going to be that young. And then I don't know if she could be part of. The young Avengers should be just part of the Avengers. Yeah, I I, I feel good that we're I think I think we're set in stone here. It's about a week away too. So uh, what, Tommy? Here's my question for you: Are we doing a Black Widow podcast? I mean, I I think we gotta. I think we got to too. So <laughs> if what what like thing can we be sure is going to happen that we're like if this happens we'll do a Black Widow like if. Robbie Freeman messages us on Twitter, then we will do a Black Widow. Yeah, uh, that's like, that's a layup right there. Bring it on, Robbie. (laughs) This is the one podcast he doesn't listen to and it doesn't happen. (laughs) Yeah, good luck. Good luck. Uh, So let's go to the final highlight here. Another one I'm very excited about. This is, again, they always get me because I'm like, I'm like sitting there on my phone at the episode, just chilling, just letting the credits roll, and then boom, post credit scene. Love it, and we get we get all the Loki variants. I mean, we we've talked about this, like we talked about in episode one, like uh, what variant? Because we knew that this was a possibility. They talked about a Loki variant. We're like, is it going to be old? Is it going to be kid Loki? Is it going to be old man Loki? Like, well, what are we getting here? And look, we get everything under the sun. It seems like so. Uh, well, uh, what alligator Loki? What is this? What's going on? Tommy, fill me in. Which of which parts of this makes sense? All of it. All of it yes. does. Um, yeah, I mean, this was awesome. It was it, it, in a sense, like I said, I kind of wish we would have had a week to to live without Loki, but um, I'm also cool with what they're setting up. And what was interesting was not just the Loki's. Like, I don't know if you noticed in the background, but like Avengers Tower was in the background. Um, yeah, this is so New York. Yeah. So are they? Is this like? It's all the variants sent to like post, like maybe post Thanos, like you know, like like maybe it's like like some sort of they're sent to like a pocket dimension after an ap- apocalypse, maybe. What if this um, is the dimension where Loki wins Avengers, right? Yeah, and, and this is what's his plan, right? I mean, this is it. And so, it was cool. I mean, Richard E. Grant as classic loki was so he honestly kind of looks like like it all was like perfect classic loki the costume i always love when they i love when the shows can play pay homage to the comics so for me this was fun um alligator loki is is i think a nod to uh frog thor which is a a comic book thing that happens where thor is a frog it's fine And uh, is yeah. it fine? Is it fine, Tommy? Can you Tommy seem very upset. Yeah, you seem very upset about this alligator Loki. I just don't know what to make of it. This is the most wild thing that we've seen. Would you like? Would you watch a series with alligator Loki? Like where he's the lead? <laughs> yeah, it's like a uh, an episodic uh, um, cop drama with alligator Loki, and like he's on a different mission each week. Yeah, I would not watch that. Oh. Well, the one I was most excited for was Boastful Loki, is what they're yes. calling it, which is uh, the Thor Loki, essentially, is what I gathered. 
He has a cool hammer. That's yeah. It was like a mechanic hammer. It looked like it had like pistons and wrenches. I don't know. It was it was pretty cool looking. Yeah, I, I loved that. So I like it. I like. I think it's gonna be fun to see all the Loki's interact with each other because it's a bunch of narcissists. Like that was what was fun about uh, Sylvie and Loki is like it's a bunch of narcissists being called out for being narcissists. So it's like it's really fun when you get them together. Um, and especially if you get like Mobius in there too, and it's just going to be like all of them, like Mobius dealing with all of them will be so funny. Uh, yeah, that's going to be, uh, I texted you this one, but, uh, yeah, kid, kid Loki here, he already is a pain in my ass. Like, I feel like he's going to be like, uh, I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't even know. I, I'm sure there's like a Ned's declassified character you could compare him to. Like he seems like a punk. Well, I, you know, it's funny you say you don't like Kid Loki. Kid Loki probably has the biggest potential to stay in in this new world we're living in because he does join the Young Avengers. Michael, oh. I don't know if you knew this. Kid Loki was part of the Young Avengers, so. You're blowing my mind and you're, you're piling on my uncontrolled theory of the Young Avengers coming to the MCU. Yep, so you may have to learn to love Kid Loki. I mean, look, I, um, I'm open to the character. He seems fun. like, uh, look, it, I'm all about like feelings in my team. Like, how do you make me feel? Like, are, are you achieving your goal? Do you make me hate you? Do you make me laugh? Do you make me love you? Like, each character has a goal. And if you can achieve that goal, I appreciate you. You know, like, uh, this is kind of a, a, a Cersei from Game of Thrones. She's like, like the greatest villain of all time. I don't like her, but she does the thing that she's supposed to, which make me hate her, which is why I appreciate her as a character. So, uh, look, if you make me hate you, I'm going to love you as a character. So, Got you. Okay, I see your logic now. The other fun thing that I've seen that uh, if people had closed captioning on for the the end, um, when Loki says, uh, what the hell, it's like the Norse hell, so it's H-E-L. <laughs> I didn't pick up on that, but that's good. Yeah, like those little details are fun when they yeah. when they make that. So, well, there you have it. Well, I mean, we we the, the, uh, we've done it all. We we've broke down this episode. Uh, you got anything else? I'm excited to see where it goes. Like I I was hearing that people from from everything I heard, four four was going to be the episode. Like I think the dry, the the creator was like four makes this show an entirely different show. And I kind of see that now. <laughs> it really does. I mean, this is unlike anything we've seen thus far. And and I'll tell you this. Um, this is the longest I went without, like, from the moment it was released to when I watched it. This was, like, the longest break that I've ever took on any of these shows, right? Usually I'm wa – I always watch them in the morning. I did not watch them in the morning this time. Um, so I was – like I went through work. I was trying to stay off Twitter. I would try to wasn't, but people were still texting me. They're like, "Did you see Loki? Like this was uh, this is incredible." Um, but even like people hyping it up to me still did not prepare me for how incredible this was. I mean, just an absolute joy ride. Like there's just so much to again. We had, we had so much to talk about here today, uh, and, and I, I we could probably talk for another hour on everything and in, in our theories. But uh, this leaves us in a really cool place. There's so many different possibilities. And, I think uh, we're getting. I think we're getting election Loki. Like, like we in the trailer, you can see like Loki, like almost like he's running a campaign. Like, I think he's gonna go around to all the Lokis and try to be the head honcho Loki and and use them as an army. That's my prediction. Is we're gonna get Loki going around trying to gather all the Lokis and we're gonna have them go fight the TVA. Who's running against him in the election? Another Loki. Which one though? Is it Alligator Loki? 
he might have a pretty good campaign. I could see Alligator Loki, uh, you know, really, really defending the, the 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 little people of the Lokis. He doesn't speak English, or does he? We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. That'd be I I think the voice we heard was Alligator Loki. You know, we uh, see we we hear it off off camera. It could have been. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> That'd be so funny to me if Alligator Loki could talk. Uh, oh no! What, what is I'm, I'm Team Alligator Loki. I hope he joins the Young Avengers. Uh which one do I? I you know what? I'll just say, yeah, I, I'm Team Kid Loki. Look, let's go. Uh, you want to be? You want to? I'll be the old man shaking my cane. You'd be annoying. Uh, I'm up for it. I'm up for the challenge. Bring it on, Kid Loki. Kid Loki definitely graffitis. Yeah, Asgard. Like Kid Loki is like um such a punk. Oh yeah, he's into skateboarding. He's doing kickflips. I took one look at him and I knew he's gonna be a problem. <laughs> yep, <laughs> not good. All right, Tommy. Let, let's. Uh, I think we can step out of the episode here. We, we've uh, we <laughs> we talked about a lot. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it to you, man. Do you have any recommendations for us? Uh, yeah. My recommendation was what what was the show I mentioned in the beginning? Do you remember? I don't remember. Yeah, me neither. Uh, go back, Sorry. listen to the beginning of this podcast and that old show I recommended. That's my recommendation. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. No, they're just you had to do the work. If you want to hear my recommendation, go back, listen to the beginning of the podcast where I made a recommendation. Okay, that's fair. Look, all right, so we're going to have uh, look, you got to go on an Easter egg hunt to find Tommy's recommendation. Yeah. Here's mine. Mine's a, here, y'all aren't getting any real recommendations today because mine's just a plug, right? Um, I, I, I just want to, I've talked about it a little bit, um, but I, I like to share this stuff because I create things to share with people. Um, you may or may not know that I've written some comic book short stories. So, look, if that is something you're interested in, I have a collection of them and. I, I, I've got a uh, Gumroad account, which you have the option to pay. Um, look, I, I, I'll even bypass that. I, I will send you like the hard files for you to look at. Uh, I, I'm just in the mood to share my comics. I've got a couple other comics coming up. I'm really excited about them. Um, so look, if you're interested in that, shoot me a DM on Twitter. And uh, I would love to show you what I make. It's like a lot of it is uh, a lot of sci-fi. Obviously, I'm a big sci-fi person. I, I would have to be to be a Star Wars and Marvel guy. Um, but it's also a lot of it's really dark. Um, I like to kill characters. So uh, if that sounds like something you're interested in, uh, shoot me a message on Twitter. We'll, we'll figure something out. Everyone do it. Do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, shoot I, him a message. <laughs> come on, bring it on. Uh, we but had, also we had, let them know. Let them know when you send the message if you'd rather get bonked or pruned. That's the uh, we'll put up the poll. I'm very <laughs> yeah. I think I would rather get bonked because like I think definitely you would rather get bonked. Yeah, because even like a pruning, if I have to get like it's if I still had an opportunity to get back to my world, it's still like an inconvenience. At least with the bonk, I just have like a headache the next day. And, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. All right, let's let's wrap it up here. We got uh, well, I have some people to thank. We got Aaron Robertson who did our music to kick us off. Look, I, I, we've been talking about scores all all day long. The the Loki score is great, but uh, look, 
And if you want to hear a real masterpiece, just skip to the beginning of this episode. Because Aaron Robinson makes some good stuff. Do you think they need Aaron Robinson in their in their uh, sound booth? Look, I don't think that, again, this might be like sound. I don't want to insult anybody, but I think they are as good as Aaron Robinson. So Aaron Robinson needs to go back and do Falcon and the Winter Soldier and touch up that. Because, look, these guys have it handled. You need to go help Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Aaron. Gotcha. So, yeah, go help them out. Um, and also, we got another one here. Ethan Callum, who did our logo. Uh, really appreciate that. Uh, I, I, I might share this on Instagram this week. I, I, I haven't shared this story before. This is just kind of a side note. Um, I did, like, I used to draw a lot in high school, and one of my favorite drawings is actually, and this was, I graduated in 2013. Like, we're coming up on, like, 10 years since I did this drawing. With that being said, I drew the Star Wars logo 10 years ago, so it is a long way coming. I'm not as good as an artist as Ethan Callum, but I had the idea. It was there. And uh, look, I might, I'll post that on Instagram this week. So, Are you telling me that this podcast came to you in a dream so long ago? Did I like come down as like a baby cherub and be like, <laughs> Michael, one day <laughs> you have a podcast where you cover Star Wars and Marvel stuff. Wake up and, and draw uh, Boba Fett had a baby with Iron Man and see what happens. Yeah. Is this yeah. canon now? Is that our origin story? That is. Okay, baby good. cherub and and art class. <laughs> All right, I also want to tell you guys to rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, give us a five star review. Look, um, I don't know. Look, I, I I I won't get on to you guys too much because look, we can see we can see like our listenership and we can see how many reviews we have. You guys have been great. So look, I'm not even gonna say like you guys have been awesome. So thank you so much for giving us reviews. Uh, but look, if you have a friend that uh, is into the stuff, you can tell them about the podcast. That'd be great. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and just in uh, TikTok. but we also have a discord. Uh, we're doing a little bit of chatting in there. So look, if you're interested in that, shoot us a message. We'll get you a link. Um, and that's all I got for you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Super excited for next week. We got some crazy stuff. So uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.